Welcome to Retirement Success, the podcast that's all about helping you achieve your retirement dreams. I'm your host, Dennis Heath, and I'm here to guide you through the ins and outs of planning for a successful retirement. Retirement is something we all aspire to, but it can be a daunting prospect. How do we make sure we have enough money to retire comfortably? What should we do with our time once we retire? How can we make sure we stay healthy and happy during our so-called golden years? In this podcast series, we'll explore these questions and more with the help of leading experts in finance, health, and lifestyle. We'll talk about the financial planning tools you need to maximize your retirement savings, the best ways to stay healthy and active in retirement, and the lifestyle choices that can make all the difference for a successful retirement. So whether you're just starting to plan for retirement or you're already enjoying your golden years, retirement success has something for everyone. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn everything you need to know to achieve your dream retirement. And today in the studio, we welcome Miles Guzman, Senior Advisor at St. James's Place. Welcome, Miles. Hi, Dennis. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for coming along today. So we're talking today about finance in retirement and saving and investing for retirement. But first of all, mm -hmm. uh, let's have a, a little bit of your background and your financial CV for the listeners. Dennis, uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the podcast today. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I guess my career really started working for an American insurance company back in Scotland uh, 16 years ago. I then moved across to Asia. I've now been in Singapore for 14 years. In terms of actually working in wealth management and on the private client side, which is very much uh, the focus of my job today, uh, that journey started just about 10 years ago. And I've been dealing with, with private clients ever since in terms of helping them sort of achieve their retirement goals and, and many other factors that play into uh, retirement planning. Okay, excellent. So let's, let's start with the basics. When we think about retirement and planning for retirement, when should we start saving for our retirement? Well, yesterday. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I thought you would say that. Well, exactly. I mean, I, I think, you know, anecdotally, you just have to look at where we are today with, you know, with inflation, the, the costs of things are going up quite considerably wherever you are in the world. And fundamentally, put, people are living for a lot longer, which is a great thing. So the two things that go hand in hand is that it's telling you that if we're living longer, we're going to need a lot more income. And therefore, yeah. probably going to have to save that little bit more. For sure. Prices of things only go up, never down. So is there such a thing as a formula to figure out how much you will need to save in order to enjoy a decent lifestyle in retirement? What, what are the things that you need to take into account? Well, first of all, that, that's actually really a very important question. Uh, and it's a leading question that, that I use a lot with my clients to get them to better understand how much money they're actually going to need in retirement to enjoy their retirement and to have a sustained retirement. And people underestimate perhaps how much money they're going to need throughout their years of retirement. So the point is, is that when you decide to stop working, your salary stops. You need to exchange your salary for an income that probably meets something equal to that salary for you to enjoy your retirement. So that's the kind of figure you think that you need to have in retirement, certainly in the early years when a lot of people travel, they renovate homes, um, they often like to gift money to grandchildren, all these things start to come into play. And so simplistically put, I think in today's world, if you are looking for a, a $50,000 retirement income, 
or a £50,000 retirement income, you're going to need at least a million pounds or a million dollars set aside to generate that 5% return to give you an income stream that's sustainable through retirement. Well, and that's probably not taking into account inflation as well, because I think that's something sometimes people forget about when they're trying to figure out how much they need. Inflation is going to eat that sum up much quicker than we think. That's it. And, and of course, as people get closer to retirement and as we advise our clients that get closer to retirement, you naturally and quite rightly so become more conservative. So by the very nature of the way that we would want to invest clients' monies for retirement and to generate income, you have to invest in a conservative way because of market volatility and the impact that then, that then could have on somebody's portfolio. The point I'm making here is that people would need to save earlier on in perhaps slightly riskier assets to get towards that million pounds and beyond to then be able to deliver the 50,000 every year in a comfortable way mm. without taking unnecessary risk. Right. And certainly from my own experience, I figured out what I thought I would need, but what I actually spend is significantly more than what I thought I would need. Because one of the things that perhaps you don't tend to take into account is that as you age, you need more medical help with various ailments associated with age. So I would certainly say to anybody who's thinking about a lump sum that they want or a sum of money that they want to retire on, add 20% for a start and then figure out from there what the, what the formula needs to be. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the point is, is when you talk to some, um, some clients and, and, and some individuals, it's quite a daunting thing to say that you're going to need a million dollars as your starting point to absolutely. enjoy a retirement. Your point is absolutely correct, though. The reality is that would probably be the baseline amount for most people now that want to live a healthy and wealthy retirement. And allocating money to medical cover, allocating money towards emergency funds, because you can't predict the future. And therefore, having and spending income is one thing, but having set aside relevant medical policies and insurances is also critically important mm. so that you don't then into then eat into that retirement lump sum. Right. And the retirement aspirations will be different for, for all of us. For example, so someone who's worked their whole life on a minimum wage might aspire to have their, their home paid off and enough spare money perhaps to take their grandchildren on a week's holiday every year. Mm -hmm. And uh, on, the, on the other end of the spectrum, a, a CEO of a large corporation might aspire to have enough money to keep paying the crew of their ocean-going yacht. Do the same principles of investing for retirement apply to both these types of retiree? I, th I think the principles are actually the same. Some of the principles are the same. Mm. Uh, one of them is understanding what your goals are, and everybody's goals are slightly different. So write those goals down. Are they achievable? And most people take a common sense approach to this. So, for example, one person's primary goal could be to pay off their mortgage for retirement. So it would then be allocating or working out how much money they're going to need to save each year with a sensible growth rate to pay off that mortgage debt. A primary objective of most people at retirement. Do not go into retirement with debt. We can see how rates can rise. Right. It could be for the, the couple that perhaps are slightly more affluent, their strategy is much more orientated around tax planning and structuring as opposed to paying off any particular debt. 
So the point being is understand what your goals are. Are they achievable? And continue to look at those to make sure you're on course for achieving those. Right. The, the second thing is work with a financial advisor. Now, of course, you might say that. Of course, I'm going to say that. But the reality is nobody has all of the answers. So take a second opinion about how you're going to achieve those goals. And then thirdly, there's risk. So diversify. It doesn't matter whether you're saving for school fee education or to pay off mortgage debt or indeed to buy that speedboat or whatever that is. There is risk with everything you do to make that money grow. You must be well diversified. So I, I think what I'm hearing is that the principles are the same. Mm -hmm however much wealth you might have, but the path to get to your goals might be different. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Okay. And it's, you know, it's about being disciplined. It's about being true to yourself and not setting over ambitious goals. Right. Now, whenever we talk to a financial advisor, we usually see somewhere in the paperwork, the value of your investment may go up as well as down. So if I work with a financial advisor, how is he or she going to ensure that my savings are not wiped out by some sudden unforeseen market crash? And, you know, we've all seen those in recent years, things like the subprime mortgage debacle that none of us laymen actually understood, but we were told that it was going to cause chaos in the financial markets and that our savings and investments would be at risk as a result. How can you mitigate for that kind of unforeseen seeming disaster? Well, in a lot of circumstances, you can't. And what I mean by that is I don't think anybody can really predict the future. So this is where the risk of investing inherently lies. We do not know what is going to happen in the coming months. But if we invest over the long term, and what I define as the long term is at least a period of five to seven to ten years, depending on what your goals are, then you can afford to accept some form of downturn in equity markets that might be linked to something that you suggested like subprime. However, on the flip side, if you can't afford to invest over the longer term, then my advice to you is don't invest. It could be that that one big event does deplete your capital so significantly that you will never be able to recover it because you do not have time on your side. So risk management and risk management of how you manage yourself in terms of investing your capital is really important. Do not take unnecessary risk over the short term. However, risks can be ironed out over the longer term. A lot of my friends have apartments overseas or homes buying somewhere that's not in their home country. What are the additional things we need to take into account or additional risks if we're not going to retire in our home country? So a few things that you would want to consider. First of all, do you have a good understanding of the, the local tax system? And are you taking appropriate advice for the country that you're moving to? Could be very different. Like for example, the tax rules and legislation uh, in Europe are quite different to what they are in Asia. So you need to have a good handle on what that would mean for you in terms of if you became a resident of that country. The second thing I think which has played out for many, many retirees, some in favour, some against, is currency. So if we use an example, the UK, perhaps in terms of sterling, has seen its currency depreciate against other currencies such as the Sing dollar and the US dollar. So if you know you're going to be moving to a country for your retirement, our suggestion would be is that you start to look at making that your preferred currency. When we talk to investment advisors, they talk about designing an investment portfolio. So what exactly is a portfolio? 
How do you decide what should be in it? Is it different for different circumstances and different stages in life of your client? Yeah, so generally speaking, a portfolio consists of a range of different asset classes, which could be inclusive of cash, fixed interest and equities. Could be more to it than that, but for, t- for today's podcast, I think simplistically put that could be what a portfolio looks like. Now, in terms of the amount that would go into equities or fixed interest or would be allocated to cash is often determined by somebody's risk profile or appetite for risk. Somebody that's willing to generally take more risk and accept volatility would have more equity. So that could look like 70% of the portfolio was in equities. And somebody that said that they were more cautious that didn't want to have a lot of volatility in their portfolio up to retirement enduring would probably have an allocation of somewhere towards 30 to 50% maximum in equities. Once the portfolio is constructed, generally speaking, a financial planner would have an ongoing sustained relationship with the client where those portfolio assets would be continued to be monitored and rebalanced accordingly to make sure the risk profile wasn't out of kilter. We've talked about how to do things the right way and and sensibly to save for retirement. In your experience, what are some of the biggest mistakes people make when they think about financing their retirement? In no particular order, uh, people leave it too late. Secondly, they take unnecessary risk. Thirdly, I think they don't take enough independent advice. And I think on this point, it's not a plug for me giving advice to clients at this point. It's really that have you spoken to somebody that can provide you with an insight to their thinking? And at least then you have covered a range of different information sources for you to make an informed decision. Finally, be patient because we are living in a very challenging world. Uh, Market volatility can be high. There are always opportunities and where people tend to fall down at the final hurdle is they will make misinformed decisions based on how they're feeling, which means that they will often cash in at the wrong time or indeed not invest at the right time when things are cheaper than they were previously. Well, thank you, Miles. I really appreciate you uh, coming along today and sharing your experience in investing for retirement. And if somebody wanted to contact you for your advice, how can they get you? Well, first of all, Dennis, yeah, again, thank you very much for having me here today. Really enjoyed having this sort of open conversation with you about retirement planning. If people did want to reach out to me, um, you can contact me at um, miles.gooseman, uh, G-O-O-S-E-M-A-M, uh, S-J-P-P dot Asia. And my contact number is plus six five eight one one three zero four nine four. Excellent. Thank you very much. And if we get questions, would you be willing to come back at some point and talk to us again about retirement and investments? Sure. Thank you very much. That's all for this episode of Retirement Success. Thank you for joining. And I hope you found the information and insights helpful in your retirement planning journey. If you have a topic you'd like covered in a podcast, drop me an email at retirementsuccess60 at gmail.com. That's retirementsuccess, all one word, numbers 60 at gmail.com. And I'll look for an expert to interview on your topic of interest. In the meantime, keep learning, keep exploring, keep dreaming big, and may the force be with you. Until the next episode of Retirement Success.